Eric Chang, sir, thank you for coming on. Yeah, thanks for having um, me, man. Appreciate like, it. Yeah, uh, are you kidding me? Um, it's it's always a honor, you know, um, to be able to put out this content yeah. that helps out people, and you were willing yeah. to to share some info um, with with the people listening and watching. Um, so we go back a little bit. We were just talking what five years? Yes. Yeah. Yep. So we worked in assisted living together. Yes. Yep. And the thing is, I really like this show because it's like I'm one of those victims. You know, I spent like nine years just to get my bachelor's because really? I couldn't figure out what I wanted. Yeah. I spent like the first maybe four years waffling. In college yeah, or in college, trying wow. to figure out. Like I had a goal, but I didn't. It was like you, you I was like coasting, confident. kind of thing. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I wasn't eyes on the prize for That's sure. That's awesome, dude. Honestly, it makes me so happy that everybody else out there can relate. Because yeah, the first thing sure. why this kind of happened was because I'm like, dude, what would be beneficial? Like actually bring value to people. And I thought my to my my I thought about myself and my siblings and stuff and I'm like, dude, everybody's wasted at least 2 years in college. Mm-hmm. At least. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, everybody's like, yeah, we're taking prereqs and stuff. But if at the beginning of college you knew what you wanted to be, like your prereqs would be much more directed mm-hmm. and streamlined. And like yeah. once you figure out like you have that focus, then it's like I know what I need to get to at the end, and I know the steps to get there, kind of thing. And exactly, it's, and you're it's way mo- more streamlined. Yeah. You're more motivated in your classes. You're yeah, not just absolutely. taking them just because. Yeah. Dude, that's awesome. Because well, you don't know if it's gonna get wasted, you know. Like when when we met, yeah. I was thinking I was going to be in the medical field. I was doing pre-farm, getting like all my biology out of the way, all the mm-hmm. chemistry, um, and I didn't end up using it kind of thing, you know? It's so. crazy because we both worked in uh, assisted living. Mm-hmm. I thought I was going to be in the medical field. You thought you were going to be in the medical field. And I am probably one of the furthest away from the medical yeah, field Yeah, I'm managing now. construction. Yeah. You're... Okay, so what's your title? Okay, so my official title yeah. is... PLC applications engineer and a a PLC is a programmable logic controller. You could think of that as like a kind of a slower computer. Um, Controllers work in the way that you and I work. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, So we'll, for example, if we are driving and we see a green light, we take in that information, we do logic with it in our brains and then we have an output. So in that instance we take in a green light our mind says okay we're safe to go still okay and then the output is we can keep our foot on the the gas pedal okay and so as soon as a red light comes then we take in that information we say hey we're gonna stop soon Mm -hmm. or or it was a yellow light yeah so we're preparing to stop then we can tell our bodies to say hey start pressing on the gas or the brake pedal okay and then we stop so So that's how it programs uh in a PLC a controller work. Okay, I have no I, I know anything I don't know anything about this. So this is slower than a regular computer. Well, okay, or, it's a it's a and why it's is just it a controller. Okay, so like if you were to um program when your sprinklers come on, okay, that is a controller. Oh, okay. So okay. what I'm doing is I'm programming those kinds of things um, with code okay virtually okay for industrial applications okay so uh, industrial as in yes. like infrastructure like 
residential has pressure in your water, mm -hmm. right? I'm the guy that controls what your pressure is. Uh, and in the water treatment mm -hmm. or th in the water facilities? So everywhere, basically. Okay, okay. bring me some life examples. Like where, because honestly, I have... Yeah. I have no idea about no, this No, it is very broad. It is okay. very broad. So, for example, one thing I directly control, mm -hmm. uh, one is distribution. So, in the house, okay. your sinks, mm -hmm. your shower, mm -hmm. all have a pressure. And right. Let's say it's like 75 PSI for the grid. Everyone okay. in your district mm -hmm. has this pressure. Okay. And so, if everyone wants to flush at the same time, all of that pressure is going out. We need to find a way to refill it. Okay. So I have a controller programmed that says, hey, if I sense that the pressure just went down, mm -hmm. I'm going to start some pumps to build pressure back up in your water. Wow. And that's what we're doing. Thank you, Stuff Eric. like that. Thank Stuff you. Like for, that. So you're not responsible for the power being turned off in people's houses. I'm not. You're no. not. But okay. people in my degree are. Okay. <laughs> because we, I mean... I, I graduated with a bachelor's in electrical engineering. Mm -hmm. um, and so there's lots of different ways you could go with that. Um, from Sac State, a big one is to go into power. Okay. And the reason we have power outages is because of safety, you know? Like if a tree hits a power line, something okay. lights on fire. Yes. Kind of thing. So that's why. Okay. So since you know a little bit about that, what is the politics behind this? Ooh. Do you know... Straight over my head. Okay. I am, I am, because I've been say, hearing I'm two very sides uninformed about politics. Okay. Because, because I've been hearing two sides about, about this power outage where uh, California is putting too much um, regulations on, on the, on the power company. So now they're just kind of playing it extra super safe. Oh, yeah. Which, which makes no sense. Problem. But since you don't know, we'll, we'll, we'll change the topic. Then. <laughs> um, okay. So, you program things like the sprinklers, for example, just so we understand, like, our sprinkler system at home, mm -hmm. which, like, every homeowner or, or renter programs um, their own sprinklers, like, the days. Yeah, exactly. So, that's, like, the simplest. Same kind of thing. Okay, that's, like, the simplest. I'm sure what you do is a little more complicated. It can get more complicated, okay. but I would say a lot of it is very simple. Like, five-year-old can program it, like, have the fundamentals to program it kind of thing. So... One of the, I would say, most common kinds of jobs that we have mm -hmm. are like, for example, we know that Northern California gets the water mm -hmm. and we need to send it down to Southern California. Okay. And we also know that water tends to flow downhill. <laughs> but there are mountains. Yes. Okay. So the reason um, we can get it to Southern California is because we pump it back up. Okay. So one example is... Um, it's it's called a lift station, mm -hmm. and basically we just pump water upward so that gravity can so take it, it downward. Down. Okay. Yeah, so sometimes we'll have wet wells or wells mm -hmm. that fill up because water is flowing into the well. Mm -hmm. We'll read a level, and mm -hmm. when the level gets to a certain height, we're going to say, hey, we need to drain this level down by pumping that water upward and then let it flow down again. Okay. So that is the on condition. We'll do logic. Uh, we'll tell the pump to turn on again. The mm -hmm. water will flow out of the well upward and then travel back down. And okay. so, that's basically it. Yeah. So do, do you work with dams? Like I also do dams, yes. Folsom, Folsom Dam here. So or? the thing about automation yeah. is that it applies to systems in general. Okay. Uh, no matter what kind of system that is. 
Um, if it's water, then you're thinking like irrigation, parks and recs, mm-hmm. um, rivers. Uh, I've done a, um, dams mm-hmm. and fish ladders. Okay. So like things that help uh, fish travel upstream. Like the salmon and mm-hmm. or around mm-hmm. here, okay. Uh, I also do wastewater. Okay. So sewage that leaves the house, mm-hmm. um, that works through the whole process of like getting the water out, cleaning it, okay. disinfecting, okay. Uh, having good bacteria break things down okay. and uh, kind of filter out the water mm-hmm. before we um, do chemical injections on it. The okay. whole thing. So yeah. y- you mentioned automa- auto- automation a little bit. And mm-hmm. it's actually a very good example because I think more than ever now, people are afraid of automation. And it it's kind of understandable yes. because there's a lot of jobs going away to 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 these Absolutely. to these systems. But at the same time, there's people like you that the systems or this automation wouldn't work without. Correct. That is true. And there's a lot of safety concerns with it. So if you think about it, there is a city out of state mm-hmm. um, that we're doing a project for. And historically, there's been one guy mm-hmm. that checks the chlorine in your water for a whole city. Wow. And he checked it once a week. And he was like, oh, it looks good today. We'll leave yeah. it. Yeah. But if you look at the trends for it, sometimes it spiked too high. Sometimes mm-hmm. it doesn't like it doesn't meet standards. Okay. Um, so one thing that and he, I'm sure he's doing the best he can. He's one guy. Yeah. And yeah, he has yeah. a whole city to take care of. <laughs> right. But. Right. Um, he does the best he can. What automation does mm-hmm. is it makes it consistent okay. and it makes it scalable. Right. So if you have one system, you can multiply that out. It'll work exactly the same way kind of thing. So it's not necessarily taking away a job. It's helping to be more, uh, like you said, consistent mm-hmm. and to make our jobs easier or, or better. Absolutely. Yeah. The last thing is that makes it easier for the operator. That one operator can look at the entire thing from his phone now Mm -hmm. and say, hey, this is okay. He could just take a a five-second peek at it every Mm -hmm. whenever he remembers Mm -hmm. kind of thing and say, hey, I'm okay on this dosing or no, I need to increase my my dosing set point. Okay, so you said you got your bachelor's? In electrical engineering. In electrical engineering. Um, What made you go into... uh like this specific automation or is this something you... So this one kind of creeped up on me. Okay. I got into electrical engineering because I thought I still wanted to be in the medical field, which is weird. I wanted to be a biomedical engineer. Okay. So I wanted to do like prosthetics or like, uh, what is that? Like crowns for teeth and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's the kind of stuff I wanted to do is like still help people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And... Once I got into the electrical engineering field, I was like, okay. wow, I could do power. That would be awesome. Mm-hmm. It's super safe, um, like um, job security, mm-hmm. great pay. And career fair came up my senior year, and this this um, company snagged me. They're like, mm-hmm. hey, do you want to be a PLC programmer? And I was like, 
sure what's that yeah <laughs> kind of thing and like it's it's kind of like one of those things where the more you describe it the more questions there are yeah until you actually experience it yeah either get your hands on it or see it for yourself okay. kind of thing you so know? W- what's your typical day at work do you work monday to friday how, do, how does yes. your schedule look like so uh we are a 24 7 mm-hmm. 365 kind of company okay because um if there is there needs to we always need to have water right everything needs to be controlled yeah okay if there's a huge depression and people stop buying underwear Mm -hmm. or like new cars they cannot live without their bathroom or they cannot live without clean water right thing okay so uh all that kind of stuff needs to work still okay um it's very interesting my job has different projects i'll have um maybe seven projects at a time because mm-hmm. they all have different timelines. Okay. Uh, basically, a end customer, which is like maybe a municipal or a city, will have money from the state mm-hmm. to, to improve stuff, like if it's the Natomas Levy or mm-hmm. if it's a bridge. Okay. Um, or if it's just like transportation and streetlights mm-hmm. kind of thing. Uh, they'll get money and they'll contract out a... Um, an engineer to like design what it's going to look like. Okay. Then that'll go out to bid for someone to say, hey, I can make this happen for this amount of money. Okay. And then they hire us to put the whole thing together and mm. make it work automatically. Okay. So what my job is, is it's documentation. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's basically, when I program, it's, it is programming, but it's mm-hmm. kind of like programming with Legos, where you have pieces that do things and you stack them together okay. to make things work in a certain order. Kind okay, of got you. So I'm programming, doing documentation, working um, in the office about 70% of the time. Mm-hmm. And then the other 30% of the time, I'm out and about in the field, okay. kind of starting these projects up and watching them uh okay to fruition so most correct me if i'm wrong most of this is like new projects like new construction new facilities like it just depends because sometimes it could be a lot of new construction sometimes it's just improvements on existing okay gotcha so maybe they're changing out the water tanks or the water or the generators in like Mm -hmm. uh, in a big building in downtown sacramento or something Mm -hmm. okay or if um like, for example, I'm starting up a new community where they have lakes they have, in their community. Oh, like lakes. small lakes. lakes. Okay, okay. And they're circulating water through. Mm-hmm. Um, or if there's a huge storm and they all overflow, mm-hmm. then those pumps can instead send all that water out to the storm drain. Okay, gotcha. So, yeah. so a lot of different things. So you're like you know? very behind the scenes, I feel like. And... I personally never thought about the guy yeah. that, wow, how do these lakes are always at the same level? Yeah. It's because people like you are like... Yeah, someone co- has to let the water out of the dam. Communities yeah. have f- ponds and fountains mm-hmm. and, and all this stuff. Yeah. That's I'm in cool. like one of those jobs where like if you don't hear about my work, we're yeah. probably doing a good job. <laughs> exactly. <you know? laughs> exactly. That's cool. Keeping things under control. Yeah. Uh, we definitely under un- underappreciate, I think, those people because you never see them, you know, and they're never on the news unless yeah. they're 
mm-hmm. screwed up or something. Yeah, if if like a wastewater plant goes bad, yeah, you know about it. Yeah, oh, definitely. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you can smell it, <laughs> right? Right. <laughs> so, um, is there any uh, stories that you can share? Um, was there was there ever like uh, obviously they said they the whoever the company asked you, do you want to be a PL, PLC? PLC. So you're like, okay, let me find out a little bit about this. And we then you call them programmers. Programmers. Okay. So you want to be a programmer. And then you got the job. You mm-hmm. started and you're like, oh, wow, this is, were you, were you amazed by anything? Or you're like, wow, this is what I get to do. Or this is how this works. Like, for example, someone that wants to be a programmer, some, maybe something similar to what you're doing. Um, what are some things maybe that you didn't expect? Um, just like, the magnitude of the diversity of projects I did not expect. I thought, oh yeah, we're going to do like maybe some water plants, some wastewater treatment. Mm -hmm. But I didn't expect that we would do like dams and bridges and transportation lights and like Like anything that's automation we could potentially do. We could also do solar. Okay. Um, like that has a controller. In fact, my senior design project was using solar panels. Okay. And that was super cool. Um, if you think about the company Tesla, mm-hmm. Tesla has robots building um, cars. Yes. A PLC is used to pro- program those robots doing it. So Same thing with like cereal. Yeah. Same thing with um, food and bev. Any, any like Coca-Cola companies. Any anything, manufacturing. Yeah. Those okay. are all PLCs. Wow, so that's actually now now that I think about it, that's a lot of different a lot of jobs. Yes. So, so at the same time, even though these these machines are taking away positions, new positions are created because these mm-hmm. these machines need to be taken care of, ma- maintained. And and they're taking away jobs that are like extremely dangerous to be around. And okay. especially at the speed that they're doing it. Like right. so, there's a lot of like machining accidents that that happen that are being created. that cost lives, and now mm-hmm. it's either your arm or a robot's arm. Yeah. For example, if, right. if something if yeah, something yeah. goes bad, so yeah. that I think that's pretty cool. Um, what made you? So you obviously you said you wanted to first be in the medical. You want to be a medical engineer, mm-hmm. right? Bio. Well, I wanted to be a pharmacist first. Okay. Um, pharmacy. I mean the job okay. that they do why did you go from pharmacy great. to to engineering electrical engineering yeah okay so we worked at i worked at atria for about six years or so okay uh that's a place that you could get stuck in <laughs> <laughs> yes i went from there to a pharmacy mm-hmm. and um i was still working with people it's fantastic kind of thing um and that's when i started thinking man i could be like pushing technology i could be using like my creativity mm-hmm. to change the world kind of thing. And I'm not trying to bash the medical field at all because right. it's fantastic. That's very special people working those things. Yes. But I just, I felt like I was getting stuck just like taking care of people. Yeah. And, and no one goes to a pharmacy because they feel good, you know, because yeah. they're happy, you know? <laughs> exactly. And so it was, it was a little draining. Um, so when I switched... Um, it was because I wanted to kind of get into the technology, like the bleeding edge of, edge okay. of technology kind of thing. Okay, that's yeah. awesome. So you said you wanted to be more like prosthetics and um, or or something to do with dental or like, yeah, ma- like making crowns. crowns. Crowns are, are taking like 
x-rays of the teeth and like rebuilding it okay that's something that you need to do in 3d modeling kind of thing oh okay so that's more um, that's programming because you're you're using a computer then this this company approached you how what school did you go to if you don't mind me asking sac state sac state yep okay so there's students there's students in sac state that are maybe doing the same thing you are i i personally know people that are want to be electrical engineers and Mm -hmm. The, the people that I know that I want to be electrical engineers, they don't even know what kind of jobs are out there. Right. So And there are a lot. So maybe you can share with us what, what kind of jobs out there. You, you, you chose one or the job kind of chose you. Mm-hmm. What, what, what are the, what's the potential of an, of an electrical engineer? So with electrical engineering, you're, you're giving the knowledge to like design things mm-hmm. and to troubleshoot. So, um, you could go into like circuit board design. So if you wanted to go out of electrical engineering with your degree out mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. Silicon Valley, yeah, you could join a startup and they will make devices. So like if you wanted to design the hardware for like smartwatches or mm-hmm, something mm-hmm. or anything that's startup related, like a bicycle, like a smart bicycle, smart anything. You know? The scooters around San Francisco or mm-hmm. Sacramento, There's the bikes. circuitry on that and whatever makes it smart. Mm-hmm. Um, is mostly electrical engineering. Wow. So now that I think about it, that's kind of like a, the job of the future. Sort of. Because yeah. everything is moving. I mean... Every branch of engineering yeah. thinks that until they think about the next one that would come after them until oh, it gets okay. to like completely virtual. So like it'll start with civil or like structural engineering yeah, and, yeah. and civil and then mechanical engineering and then... Uh, Electrical engineering, so like, well, we're doing electricity, so that moves faster than like hydraulics. Yeah. And then computer engineering are like, well, you're doing hardware still, and yeah. we have processor speed. Yeah. And then computer science majors are like, well, I don't even talk English anymore. I just talk programming language kind of thing. That's so, great. So is there like an internal battle between engineers? Yeah, there really there's- is. <laughs> there's, there's a sibling rivalry. All of yeah. them are very important. Yeah. I, don't get me wrong. Dude, I, I mean, you don't have a structure right. to put your electricity in, to put your machines right. that get programmed in. I think it's very, very close, closely. Like you said, they all work with one another very closely. Yep. Um, what would you recommend? So you're one of those special cases that wasted their time or not wasted. You kind of, you weren't sure what you wanted to do. Mm-hmm. You were trying out different things. Someone in school, what would you, and they want to be an electrical engineer. How, what would you recommend? Maybe they're in high school. Like how can they, what can they expose themselves sure. to sure. kind of be sure that this is what I want to do? Uh huh. So I think that exposure at a young age is like, really good but if you don't have that like uh, for example i'm pretty sure five-year-olds six-year-olds can be taught the very basics and fundamentals of programming yeah and a lot of programmers like computer scientist programmers mm-hmm. like do like c sharp or javascript and those languages mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. can learn it okay i have no idea what c sharp oh, and just, javascript those are, are just programming languages okay okay just like english and spanish but for computers okay okay yeah. So, um, those, like a lot of those, a lot of people are getting jobs being self-taught those things. Mm, And there are a ton of like free online resources for learning programming online, you know, to teach yourself and just like the fundamentals Mm -hmm. follow through all the way, uh, from like 
from platform to platform. Mm -hmm. If you're programming on a computer or if you're doing an industrial application, mm -hmm. those concepts still exist. Yeah. Now that you, you mentioned self-taught and people get jobs by being self-taught, mm -hmm. it kind of reminded me of, I don't know if you watched the interview with Joe Rogan and Snowden. No, I did not. Okay, so the, the, that was an amazing interview. Yeah. So S Snowden kind of shares about himself, how he was growing up and he hated school, mm -hmm. but he he was very good with like technology and he taught himself how he, that's how he got his first job working for some lady and her husband worked in uh, the CIA or, F CIA or FBI or something like that. And anyway, it just trickled from there. Yeah. But, but you were saying exposure and kind of that's what he did, exposed to something he loved and taught himself. And with the world moving into more everything electrical, being electrically engineered and all in the future, it's so easy to expose yourself mm -hmm. to these to these language and and teach yourself. And I'm sure, especially now, the young age, they're already exposed to all this. Oh yeah, new technology. I have stuff. a two year old nephew that is like knows YouTube inside and out. Really, it's wild. It's kind of terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're, it's, it feels like they're almost automatically growing up mm -hmm. to be like these electrical engineers or programmers because yeah. they really, they know like all the inside, like kind of like, I don't know if I can say our generation, but maybe the generation prior to ours. Like, I, I feel like my, my parents, all the men and some of the women grew up knowing the engine because that was kind of mm -hmm. like yep. the new fascination yep. for their generation. Everybody's like, oh, I know what an engine is I, or the basics of it. Yeah, absolutely. This generation. I didn't fall in that category. But you didn't? No. <laughs> I wish I did. But JDM. No, but, but yeah. Um, Seriously, the same thing though with phones. Like they're yeah. immersed in technology already, which is kind of, kind of scary because like I, I feel like when I have a kid, I want to give them like, puzzles only on my yeah. on my cell phone you dude know? it's not gonna work no. if you want to give them puzzles yeah just give them a real puzzle yeah oh, like okay. or lego sets yeah lego sets work because they're like you said your your nephew is so smart mm -hmm. like you get you tell him okay you can only watch puzzles next thing you know i mean they, they've they know how to use everything they'll hack yeah they'll hack your like my kids will hack my phone figure out my password i don't know how yikes it's it's crazy yikes. And so these kids growing up now, this generation is exposed to so much technology, mm -hmm. if, I, if I can say that. It's like a natural instinct for them. Just like the generation prior was a natural instinct to be interested in automotive and all these in, industrial, you know. So now it's everything, all, everything industrial is moving to being programmed. And so it, it is a good thing in a way. Because it's not like they have to make this major leap of, oh, every, we were taught everything um, industrial or manual, and now everything's technology. So yeah. it helps them out yeah, yeah. a little and bit. And so there's a product that is very popular, and it's open source. I'm pretty sure it might not be open source. But uh, have you ever heard of like Arduinos? Arduinos are just this little $5 controller, and like you can buy them for like $20. In fact, I... I it's a five dollar controller for twenty dollars. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That you could. I'm sorry, you could get the whole kit for it. Oh, and for it comes 20. with okay. like wires okay. and the software okay. and like a little breadboard, so you could do your own little wiring. Mm, okay. And it's basically like um, building your own little circuit, mm -hmm. but in Lego form. 
kind of thing. Okay. You know, they give you the schematic diagrams. You're only playing with uh, zero to five volts mm-hmm. kind of thing to say, hey, when I flip the switch, mm-hmm. I want this LED to turn on and change colors. Okay. Or I'd like this um, little PZO buzzer to mm-hmm. play me a song kind of thing. Oh, you know? nice. So that's, so, like, that's a good way to expose. That's stuff five-year-olds can play with. Okay. Yeah. And so, like, I didn't play with him when I was yeah. five year old. I played with him when I was like twenty two. Yeah, thing, you know. <laughs> I mean, so that is very important. I, I'm glad mm-hmm. you shared that because now, now that I think about it, I hated science projects in in school. Like I remember elementary school. I remember my science project dude. It was such a failure. So how I, I made this so dumb. <laughs> like we back in school, they used to have like this eraser that looked like a pen that you push out, and it was like a long eraser. Okay. Yep. Yep. So I thought I was so creative. I took out the eraser and put a pencil in there. Now that I think about it, it was one of the dumbest things ever because a pencil stays a pencil no matter right. if you push oh, it out or not. Yeah. So, but now that I think about it, like I definitely learned from that because I will push my kids to in their science projects to exper- experiment with different things because that's part of that exposure and will probably help you you know, make make a choice in either your career mm-hmm. or what classes or what school you want to go to, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, what classes would be good classes to start with in college? All of the math ones. Dang. Okay. That what a- sucks. <laughs> Some people hate math. Yeah. No, but I was working in Atria with yeah. a lady that you know also. Mm-hmm. Um, that started at the very fundamental arithmetic math. Okay. And finished calculus before I finished calculus. Wow. Yeah. And was she she wasn't um was she did she come from a different country? She did. She okay. did. She so came she, from I mean, a small ob- village. Yeah, yeah, obviously it was hard for her as well. Mm-hmm. So if she can But it's like that determination kind of thing. Amen. If you want it, you want it. Yeah. You know? That's true. So if she can do it, anybody can do it. Yeah. So, so don't be discouraged by um, numbers. Yeah. And like once you understand the concepts, each class after is just one little thing on top of what, you already, what you've been grilled on already. Okay. And it sucks because it all seems very abstract. Mm-hmm. But when you get into engineering, all of those things that you learned before have application now. So they do have applications. Yes. And okay. you never think that. No, you right? don't. Because usually like, why am I memorizing this book? I'm never going to yeah. use it. Like, why do I ever need to do long division? You know, <laughs> that's Dude, never going to be a thing. I just actually read a, I saw a meme, meme about this where someone says, when am I ever going to use this long division? And then uh, this mom takes out her kid's homework and she's using long division oh, to really? teach her kid. Yeah. Uh, that's the only time she's using long division. That's so, funny. Yeah. So, so uh, I just did a presentation for my whole department okay. about doing long division through, uh, what is it, like computer language. And it's like, it works exactly the same, okay. except you don't use regular numbers 1 through 10. You only use zeros and ones. It's it's crazy. Oh, yeah. Dang, dude, you're way too smart for me. No. Um, I no. would not. It's just, it's like just knowing another language. I'm, I only know English, so. Okay. Yeah. So, only so much to say about so that. Now, now think about it. I mean, just like learning music, right? Mm-hmm. Learning notes and stuff yep. like that. Same That's exact thing. Once you thing. know rules to it, 
Okay. Like, yeah, for example, music, mm-hmm. if you know, like, keys to play in, you could just freestyle. Right. And just, like, play, like, jazz or something, you know? Mm-hmm. Nothing that has, like, formal, like, uh, music written for it. Okay. Same thing. Okay. You know that, the rules act- for it. That actually it. simplifies yeah. it a lot. It's not as... Same thing with programs. As long as you know the formulas and how things work, the rules and mm-hmm. those things. Okay. Yeah, so same thing with programs. Um it's like building a car, mm-hmm. you know? You don't just buy, like, each piston for your motor. Mm-hmm. You know, you buy the whole motor. Right. And you're not inventing the wheel anymore. Yeah. So things exist for it, and you just put them together in a way that makes sense. Uh, you don't put the motor upside down in the passenger seat kind of thing, you right. know? <laughs> right, there's sense a spot to do. where it yes. goes. Yes, okay. exactly. Okay. So things like so that. It's not, so when you're becoming an electrical engineer or a programmer, you're not really reinventing everything. No. Because... People did that for us. Yeah, you obviously yeah. just use all these pieces that they have. You learn to put them together and to use mm-hmm. them. But may, I'm guessing in school, you're probably learning all the fundamentals you're and the grinding basics. grinding it so you, that you can understand the concepts okay. behind it. And it's it's interesting because electrical engineering, and I would say any engineering school in general, mm-hmm. um, it loads you down with useless uh, <laughs> equations that yeah. you will never use. Okay. But on the other side of it, it teaches you how to think. Okay. Kind of thing. It teaches right. you how to... Um, run into problems and how to handle them and how to troubleshoot them. Okay. And that's probably one of the most important things. The other one is that the curriculum is really, really hard. Mm -hmm. And I don't know that I could have done it by myself. So something that I had to come away with was Mm -hmm. networking really hard. Okay. And so like banding together, leveraging other classmates Mm -hmm. as resources is something extremely valuable in college and also in industry. So is this one... You went to Sac State. Did you take prereqs before you went into Sac State, or you just went to Sac yeah, State? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I went to American River College for all of my prereqs. Okay. I 100% of the time would do that over the exact same way. I would okay. go to JC for all of my lower divisions before I jump up to Sac State. Okay. Obviously, one is it's cheaper. Mm-hmm. And um, two, for some for some people, it's closer. And you're not fighting for classes as much mm-hmm. um, because everyone wants to start freshman year at a four-year university. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I had very good luck with my teachers at my junior college at okay. ARC. I had a fantastic circuits teacher that I took some of his methodology, methodology mm-hmm. and brought it to Sac State, and they're like, I didn't know You're you could so just smart. use your finger to follow things and it works like that. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> like super basic yeah, stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like little tips and tricks that like old electricians know, you know? Nice. Yeah, there's that. And actually today at work, we were, we were talking about some stuff um, with layout. And at the end of the conversation, we're like, wow, the thing that works the best here is like this old layout trick mm-hmm. that nobody uses anymore. Mm-hmm. But like it'll tribal get, knowledge kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's it's almost like this is wisdom now, you know? Yeah. Because it's uh, nobody uses it, but it's it's so valuable. Um are there are there uh like programming or um electrical engineering like associations or net networking pr- uh groups yes that there people is can join? National kind of um associations. One is IEEE. Mm-hmm. And that is a National Electrical Engineering um, Association that kind of aggregates all of these doctorate level and like master's level thesis and mm-hmm. documents and okay. things on that are like 
cutting edge technology like drones, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like um, quadrocopters and thing military, like deep AI, all of that mm-hmm. kind of stuff is in there. Awesome. Were yeah. you ever interested in like all this, uh, maybe going to become a military or working for some crazy agency or? Um, I am not allowed to talk about that. <laughs> okay, we'll leave. It. I did used to work for. Okay. Um, like, I can't say that. You, I can't work. I. Yeah, that, yeah. that's fine. Um, <laughs> okay, I'm not gonna tell you anything else. I will keep my. I will keep my resume for NASA, though. I okay. will keep that out there. Dude, that's <laughs> that would be probably super interesting. Yeah. I mean, uh, or SpaceX. Yeah. SpaceX. Oh, are they are they still hiring? Um, I'm sure they are. <laughs> yeah, always. Um, um, a lot of those big companies. So you know what's very interesting about my company in general mm-hmm. is that, and, and you'll you'll know this from any company. Like, if you have great coworkers, mm-hmm. then you have a great job, kind of thing. Like, For sure. Yeah. It makes it so much easier. And if you have a great like manager, then it also means. So, I work for an ESOP where we're all employee owners, mm-hmm. and I kind of like compare our company all the time to like bigger tech companies. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and I went on a interview, like a, a hiring tour, where mm-hmm. the the manager of a big corporation were t- was taking me around, mm-hmm. and. I told him where I used to work, yeah, which I'm not allowed to talk about. Yeah, uh, and he was like, "Whoa, could you get me hired there?" Yeah, and I was like, "Wait, are you the manager? Like, yeah, you shouldn't be and saying he- stuff like that." <laughs> and he was like, "Well, it, it kind of is not great here because it doesn't matter if you are 20 people in your group or 200 in your group. Mm-hmm. Um, there's." A top 10% within your group that is eligible for promotions and there's a bottom 10% that is eligible to get fired and so that kind of like fosters this cutthroat kind of um, pitting coworker against each other really backstabby kind of thing yeah yeah yeah. and it's like supposed to motivate people to work harder yeah yeah yeah. but like it it doesn't do anything for camaraderie and morale and the the other way like the company I work for currently, mm-hmm. we're all employee owners. So the better you do, the better the company does. The better the company does, the better your coworker does. So mm-hmm. it kind of encourages the other way. So instead of us like holding secrets from each other, we we go over to each other. And I'm like, Ruslan, yeah, um, I need help with this problem. This is what I've tried, and then you'll be like, Oh, have you thought about this way? And I'd yeah, be yeah. like, So we'd spitball ideas back and forth, and just like that. Like your success becomes everyone's success. And so everyone is very eager to help you because that's awesome. It helps them also. So uh, that's awesome, dude. So someone maybe that finished school right now and Mm -hmm. they're in the interview process. What like say I'm, I'm looking for a job, right? I'm a, I'm a programmer. What can I be looking for in a company where I can maybe recognize these things ahead of time? Okay. That's very interesting. Yes. So in the interview process, that's one of the things I like to like push myself towards mm-hmm. is like getting into like the interview process okay. for perspectives and like training them up. Yeah. And that's why I think this podcast is really cool because you want to like uh, streamline the effectiveness of someone's time. Right. And the same thing with me. Like when I have a new hire, I want to make sure they're up and running and not kind of feeling like they're wasting their time. Mm-hmm. So like in an interview, mm-hmm. I think that if you're in an interview for a company, 
you could just look at other employees and see yeah like is there a glow Mm -hmm. like what is the color like like in in the energy of like because i used to work for a government Mm -hmm. and the energy was like gray gray (laughs) it was like cold okay you know yeah yeah and uh so for our company it's like that's one of the things that really sold me mm-hmm. during my interview is that like everyone I talked to seemed like they were happy to be at work. Just like the culture of the company, mm-hmm. you can tell from the people interviewing you. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, just people walking around too. They'll be like, hey, good to see you here kind of yeah, thing. Yeah. I was like, oh, thanks. I don't work here yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they seem more friendly than... Yeah. Well, okay. That, 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 that's, the other thing is yeah. like during the interview process, it's like... My manager knows that we all come from the same education, basically. So he's more doing like a personality kind of match. Is he going to fit? He or she going to fit with the rest of the department? How are they going to do out in the field when they're face to face with the Mm -hmm. uh, like customers and stuff? Okay. Yeah. Are they pushing themselves to like um, do their work well and on time and self-motivated and all all that type of of stuff? Okay, so if you're looking for an interview, it's um, that's actually very important not, not, that you say that um, because I feel like, and many people in the older generation feel like, oh, these millennials or these, uh, maybe the generation under us, they're so ungrateful. They don't want to work for their money. But I would have to disagree with that because, yes, there are some people in those cases, but most of the people are willing to work for the money. And mm-hmm. obviously, if you get a degree in something, then you know it takes hard work um, and, to, and study to, to, to get something in return, a degree. Yep. So just be prepared to show probably the company that's looking at you that, hey, I'm ready to work hard. I'm ready to improve on myself and be, um, be valuable. Yeah. Be yeah, valuable yeah. to the Absolutely. company. I, I was Absolutely. talking to actually to our, our engineer. He was saying some we we've kind of think about this wrong like sometimes when we get a job we're thinking oh how much money am i going to make an hour absolutely yeah but where we should be thinking is how much value can i bring for this company yes how how much how much is this company going to value me Mm -hmm. that's exactly what i was yeah i love that point because it's like how hungry are you to where like you stop caring about like yourself as an individual and like thinking about your future with this company and Mm -hmm. growing together kind of thing. So that's like one of the things that during my interview, I Mm -hmm. told my, um, well now my boss, it was my interviewer. Mm -hmm. And, and also you guys should do this if you're interviewing for anything, if you're an electrical engineer or any kind of engineer and you're bidding for a job Mm -hmm. doing this, will get you that job. Okay. Like do research on the company, figure out what they're strong at and mm-hmm. what they're weak at. Mm-hmm. And the things they're weak at, how can you help improve that? Ooh, okay. Kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I had just come from a company that worked for the government. Okay. Right? Mm-hmm. And I come interviewing for this company which is more flexible Mm -hmm. more kind of amorphous and still rough around the edges Mm -hmm. so i'm coming from all this structure and i'm seeing all of this and i'm like hey you hire me yeah i can bring all of this 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 and this to our training program Mm -hmm. 
so that we are more efficient and we don't have programmers trying to train up for two years before they're very effective and you're getting your money's worth yeah. uh, off of them. The other thing is like, I get lazy sometimes. You we know? all do, yeah. And I'm in the automation industry. <laughs> so I got you. I like to automate my job. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Am I automating myself out of a job? Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> we'll but find the same out. thing. Yeah. Consistency, scalability, ease of use kind yeah. of thing, you yeah. know? So a lot of the things that don't require critical thinking, mm-hmm. um, like databasing, mm-hmm. kind of like data entry, all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. Click. <laughs> Kind right. of thing. Yeah, let, yeah. let the script run. Okay. And the things that way I have more time for things that do require critical thinking, like how am I gonna make sure that these people are gonna get their correct amount of chlorine in the water? Okay. You know? Yeah. That kind of stuff. That that I think those are some real words of wisdom. Yeah. And and when we go into an interview, oftentimes I mean, I even know myself like back in the day when I was doing like my first interviews, I'll Google and and you see all these resumes on Google, like, oh, how many languages, you know, and your personality traits and all those things are good. But what you just shared is, I think, very important is like, see how you can be valuable to the company that you're applying to. Mm-hmm. And um, I know my brother, he just had an interview with the fire department. And as a firefighter, they say, like, learn about the fire department, just like you were saying, kind of how you can be how you can assist the fire if you really want that job show that you care about this company or do some research yeah, on the back end sure. and, and, all, and all that stuff okay so what and we're almost wrapping up here but are there any any other things that you'd like to share with somebody that's thinking about becoming a programmer or electrical engineer um what would you say yes yeah. i have another um kind of interview kind of tip okay what's and up? I, this probably goes for anyone but don't oversell yourself, okay. especially on your resume, okay. because there are very smart interviewers. Anything that is on your resume mm-hmm. is fair game to get grilled on. And so if there's something that you kind of like cushioned yourself with yeah, yeah. to try to get an interview with, that might be um, your... the interviewer might not know everything about that thing, mm-hmm. but they sure know how to ask about it. Okay, you got know? you. Yeah. So make sure that the things you put on, you mm-hmm. know very, very well. And you're truthful about it kind of thing. Because that's another thing. Um, and interviewers can see right through like deceit too. Well, can th- see, and especially in the stressful environment too. Yeah, There's yeah. probably a reason why they're on the interview board. Yeah. They were trained to, yeah. to interview people. That, that makes a lot of sense. So also, if you want to get into programming or anything with electrical engineering, mm-hmm. buy yourself an Arduino. Buy yourself a Raspberry Pi. Arduinos, uh, you could get the chip Amazon? for $5 off okay. of Amazon. Okay. Uh, Raspberry not Pis sponsored, are not sponsored. tiny little okay, computers. Oh, not sponsored. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> They're like tiny computers that you could do a ton of different things with okay. for $35. And you could try it on, like, is this what I want to do for the rest of my right. life? Right. <laughs> and your investment was $5. Yeah, not thing. two years in college or, yes. or three yes. years in college. Dude, that's and awesome. And on the other side was, the, what can you gain from it? You know, yeah. you could get a career in automation. Which you know? is, from the sounds of it or then the looks of it, looks like it's, it's growing. Mm-hmm. And then the worst thing that could happen is you bought a $5 Arduino and you built yourself an RC car. 
Yeah. You know? Yeah, ex- exactly. So. Now, now that I think about it, just real quick, automation, maybe someone likes construction, right? Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, I'll go into construction. But in construction as well, so many things are moving into automation. Like mm-hmm. walls that used to be framed with, with, say, two guys. Now all these walls are coming out as panels prefabbed Mm -hmm. you need somebody to automate these machines and program this stuff to build it correctly so i mean it's almost like a like a second 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 career that everybody should like double major in it because yeah it's it's in a lot of hands i mean especially when i'm out in the field i am working side by side with construction workers i'm working with plumbers demolition the electricians Mm -hmm. Uh, the end user and the like, the foreman and the superintendent. Yeah, yeah. there you go. Hand in hand with all of them. That that's a perfect yeah. example. Um, anyways, Eric, I would like to thank you so much. Yeah, for coming man, on the podcast. I really appreciate the opportunity to come on here. Yeah. Dude, that Thanks, that's man. awesome because, um, just like nursing, this animation job programming is very popular, mm-hmm. and um, people have asked about, hey, do you know any engineers? Do you know any electrical programmers or anybody that does programming yeah Yeah. and i really didn't know anybody because i don't really i just don't do that right so i didn't i haven't come across world yeah it's a different world exactly and it's kind of nice um so thank you for coming on and sharing your insight sharing those uh interview tips yeah i'm sure people can use them um and that's it cool all righty thank you